Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jantz, and my guest today is Hugh McLeod. He is a cartoonist that uh, makes quite a living selling his limited edition prints. He's also an author, and we're going to talk about his second book called Evil Plans, Having Fun on the Road to World Domination. So, Hugh, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks, John. So, so uh, you know, one thing I did—I didn't throw out the name of your site, um, uh, Gaping Void, but um, you've probably told this story before. Um, where did that name come from? It came from a cartoon I drew when I was in college, and the title was "Gape into the Void." Gape into the void, yeah. and that was too long for URL, so I shortened it to Gaping Void. Okay. And it's kind of—it's kind of just like a kind of sophomore existential angst, kind of. Yeah. Thing. I was just kind of having, I was being, the other thing is, it's also, you know, anyone's ever had a blog will know, it's just like this big suck of time and energy that just kind of swallows up your life like a big black hole. And so, kind of play on that as well. It's like uh, the, uh, it's like the scream, right? That nobody hears. Yeah. 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 Just like this great, <laughs> this great, Time suckage, you know. Yeah. And the uh, I, I, I'm not how bloggers manage to get anything else done. Oh yeah, that's right, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, it would be safe to say that you, or let me, I, I, I always put words in people's mouths. I shouldn't do that. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, is it safe to say that you created a business and then started uh, realized that you also could show other people how to make a living doing what they love? Yeah, it wasn't like, hey, I'm the uh, show people how to make a living kind of guy. I mean, it, w- it wasn't like really a shtick. I was more like saying, well, I've, I've done all this stuff. I've been around a while. Uh, it's 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 more of, it's not just what I'm trying to teach people. It's more just trying to kind of impart where I learned the hard way. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, well, this is what I've done. This is what's worked for me. I, I don't claim to know everything, but this is my worldview, and this is what I've done, and this is these are the lessons I've learned. Uh, I, it's funny because I, I, I think where, where people get the most out of me, I mean, we're all you, me, other people like Seth Godin or whoever, Guy Kawasaki, we're all kind of in the, what we're really doing is teaching. Yeah. And we have, you know, we're, we're trying to teach what we learned the hard way. And, and, and what most of us, you know, we teach to our peers, you know, people of the same age as us. But it seems like the people get the most, the people I think they're like talk to are like people about 20 to 30 years old. You know, people who, in their last year of college and then a couple of years out of college, you know, that raise, they seem to get the most value out of, out of my work. People, people of the exact same age as me, you know, I, they, I, I don't, well, they've been around the block a while too, so they probably don't. They probably don't have as much to learn because they probably they probably stepped on just as many landmines as I have. Yeah, so. well, they've they've already figured out that doing what you won't love is a load of crap. You know that'll never happen, right? <laughs> so, so evil plans. Well, well, actually, let me back up. And I was going to say, you know, one of the things you talk about, you know, teaching. I think that's an interesting way to look at it because I, you know, a lot of times I just tell people what I do. 
It worked for me, you know, yeah. maybe you should try it. And I, what I love about your work is that you do that and stay so authentic. I mean, you tell people if it's crap, you tell people they're stupid, you, you know, you, you really don't hold any punches when people whine. And, and I think that's become a big part of your brand. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 well, I mean, the, the, uh, well, just for the record, being a cartoonist is the world's greatest job. There is no better <laughs> job. And so, and, and so, I, I mean, I got my own stuff going on. And so, uh, so people say, well, you have these evil plans. Well, what happens if you're like 50 years old and had the same job your whole life and you mortgage up the hills? What do you do? I say, well, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't make that choice. Uh, well, now you're starting to sound yeah, like, now you're starting to sound like Tim Ferriss, you know, the four hour work. Yeah, like, you know, uh, how the hell do I do yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the the, the, the four-hour work week is really easy. You, you first you are you 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 are Tim Ferriss. You become Tim Ferriss, and then you and then you become then you become this kind of wild, high-energy, crazy ass, and you get on with it. <laughs> and then uh, you and you work eighty hours a week. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's kind of well. You know, it's funny when when the book first came out. He sent me a copy uh, before before it came out. Uh, this is before he was quote unquote famous. Yeah. And 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 another guy, uh, Charles Hope, who uh, is a CTO of uh, Blip TV. We were having lunch in New York about five years ago, four years ago, five years ago. And we we're saying, what do you think of this four-hour work idea? And he went, Well, I don't know, because I only work one hour a week. The rest of the time I just play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and kind of uh, Tim's book was. To me, it struck me as like, okay, you hate your job. Well, here's how to spend less time doing it, so you have more time to study Taekwondo or go to Argentina or whatever. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, why do I, I enjoy what I do? I have no interest in working four hours a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody asked me the other day uh, what what are my my hobbies are, and I kind of stammered for a while. I went. I just work. I like I like to work. I guess wow. that's I guess that's what I do, you know. But it's I like, feel like I like work. to tinker. I like to tinker. You know, yeah. I like to tinker yeah. and yeah. stuff. And I also I also like I also like uh, you know, damn it, I like people. So I like hanging out with people. And I like I like people from all different walks of life. I don't just like other marketing bloggers or whatever. I mean, I like. Well, that's good to hear. I, don't know, I, I just like people interesting. You know, I guess that's. But I think you have to have that. If you want to be a cartoonist. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm sure that is the case. Hey, let's turn to your book, Evil Plans. I mean, with a name like that, okay. uh, with a name like that, of course, having fun on the road to world domination. Um, you know, one of my favorite cartoons springs to mind, uh, Pinky and the Brain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That was, that was, yeah, that was kind of like the same kind of mischievous, you know. We all want to take over the world. We all have this kind of like... Uh, yeah, the first word of the first words in the book are everybody needs an evil plan. Right. You know, everybody needs that kind of mischievous mad scientist idea that's going to allow them to do crazy stuff rather than just being a working schmo. Yeah. Not there's anything wrong with just being a working schmo. It's just saying that that's not what you want to be. You want to actually do something interesting. Then every 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 great every great project starts off with like a kind of crazy ass evil plan, and 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 I was kind of like. I guess it happened in my own personal background. It all when I was in college, I started getting these summer jobs, which were actually dreadful. <laughs> and, 
And 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 then I started noticing that wow, working sucks. <laughs> you know, you know, like having to commute and then you know, do whatever and then you commute back and and it's all and you, and I kind of said, well, right, I've only took these horrible jobs that don't pay very well. Well, what has to happen for me to go from here to doing what I love and making a lot, you know, making good money? What actually has to happen? And, and what I noticed was a lot of it's psychological. You know, it isn't just experience and utility. It's just kind of like, well, the reason the reason you get to do it is because you, you somewhere along the line you decided to do it and you decided to pay the price for it. Uh, you decided to like you're not going to, you know. <laughs> Like when I I got this like this big lump of cash, you know, uh, for for some for some work I did two years ago. And instead of going out and buying a new car, I bought a state of the art printer, which allows me to you know print by prints. It's it extraordinarily expensive piece of machinery, but I could I could have bought I could have bought a, a convertible. I didn't, you know, I bought. Uh, it, it's just it, to me. It's it's like well, you, you decide how you want to spend your life, you know. And to me, it's not about stuff. It's about doing stuff. In any sense, and so there there are there are a couple of quotes that I pulled from the book that I loved. I just think they frame. And of course, I, I you know you you can maybe draw the picture. You know, even though we're in a yeah. visual uh, mode here, but uh, uh, that I think are so great. I mean, they they are great nuggets of sort of self-help advice. I know that's not necessarily what you were trying to write right. here, but uh, people, yeah. want to, people want to destroy your idea because they aren't smart enough to understand it. Oh, dear. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that happens. You know, this will never work because, you know, I'm fat, drink too much, and buy a lot of, you know, and up, my de- up my eyeballs in debt, so your idea is invalidated. No, it's not, in- it's not invalid. It's just you're fat, ugly, and drink too much. And useless. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but I mean, it, it's just like, yeah, because they, because, I, yeah, I, I suppose they think, well, I've got my own little, I've got my own little position I've taken, and I want to defend that. Yeah. And so, and your idea does not validate my position, therefore I must attack it, even though it may or it may not be wrong. <laughs> Well, I think I think that I think that's also. I mean, I think also the you know there's certainly a lot of people out there that feel like, hey, if you succeed, that somehow makes me less. <laughs> yeah, whereas I've always, I, I mean, I don't know, I've I've always found other people's ex- success rather gratifying somehow. Yeah. You know, it's better than having like a bunch of friends who just a bunch of losers hang out getting drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it, 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 but also, when your friends succeed, it gives you hope. You know. Yep. Well, it would be the world would be a better place if we all thought that way, right? Um, yeah. One of my favorite uh, drawings, uh, cartoons, uh, is uh, George is changing the system from inside. Oh uh, yeah, and he's kind of <laughs> like standing in like a, a bread line right. in like Soviet Russia in the 1930s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like yeah, it, 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 that 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 kind of. Well, well, we yeah, yeah. I've heard like that phrase. I'm changing the you know, the system from the inside. No, you're not. You are. You're. You become part of the system. Yeah. You know, yeah. whatever system you choose, you become part of it. Um, so, so I think that's what holds people back, though, right? Because what you're suggesting there is you're not going to shake things up without taking risks. And I mean, that's uh, r- risks are scary. 
Yeah, exactly. You're not you're not going to change anything by by not risking anything. Uh, and I, mean, I get that a lot when people uh, approach me for for their uh, for, you know for like commissions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't get me wrong. I got some terrific clients, but every now and then somebody will say, "Okay, well, show me what lever you're going to pull, and I'll write the check." And I say, "Well, there is." The thing is, I don't have any lovers. There are no lovers. Yeah. There's no. I call. I call it the clever lever. You know, you just kind of pull the lever, and all of a sudden, uh, it's almost like kind of a. It's it's almost yeah yeah it, yeah people yeah people just expect this. Well, how much is it going to cost me? What's the ROI? And and I'm not going to change a thing. I'm going to, I'm going to continue being the same meat old slob I always was. And then I go, well, I can't help you. <laughs> the, the the you know the thing is is uh, what I'm trying to do is create ideas that I guess I guess inspire change. But as we all know, change comes from within. So so my so my shtick is is kind of like almost internal, you know, you have the internal psychology. I'm interested in the psychology of, of, of I guess I'm interested in the psychology of work. I'm interested in like, well, what, what now? Now that you, you know, whatever, wherever you are on the planet, you have to ask yourself, well, what's what I want to do, and with whom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and both require choices. And do, do you do you go off and become a, a swashbuckling photojournalist, or do you work in an office, or do you become an artist, or do you become an entrepreneur? I mean, what choices? You know, what what choices do we make with what we, with what we've been given? Uh, and that that's the, that that to me is a, a converse, That's just, to me a conversation that never gets old, I suppose. This halftime break is brought to you by Constant Contact. Constant Contact helps small businesses and nonprofits build great customer relationships with email marketing, event marketing, and online surveys. Visit them today at constantcontact.com and sign up for your free 60-day trial. Well, you mentioned the word inspire, and and again, I'm going to jump to another quote that I think is, uh, I think we could apply this to so many things, but you can't, uh, certainly as an artist, uh, you can't inspire without being inspired first, and I I think maybe if somebody's going to look for how they create their evil plan, maybe go go out and find some inspiration, I mean, be inspired. Oh, yeah, being inspired is so, well, there's nothing better, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, just being inspired is great, and also... You know what inspires you, um, and it, it's kind of it's kind of funny because it, it, it's like inspiration is uh, is like a flower. It's beautiful but doesn't live very long. Yeah. You, know, you always have to go. You, you can't just like say, okay, I found this little bit of poetry and it's going to inspire me a hundred percent for the rest of my life. It'll inspire you for a bit, you know, maybe a couple hours, a couple days. Mm-hmm. But then you have to go back to the well and find new stuff. You always have to kind of go back, and it's always about trying to find, rediscover like new energies. Of, you know, to to the thing is the question: What is human potential? It has no definitive answer other than well, uh, life is short, and then you die, and mm-hmm. 
and it, it, it's a constant, uh, it's just kind of a constant turn of just going back to the well and just trying to find new things, new life energies. I well, guess. You, you know, I think, um, two points on that. My, you know, if I ever get stuck, I, going camping is one of the greatest ways for me to get re-inspired. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. um, but I think as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, in fact, I did an interview myself the other day and somebody asked me, you know, what do you do to get over the plateaus, you know, in your business? And I kind of stopped for a while and I thought, well, I don't really have any plateaus because I'm always looking for new stuff. Um, and I think... Yeah. <laughs> And I think that's yeah. what that's what we have to do, right? Is is always? Yeah. I mean, I think true entrepreneurs are always looking for new stuff. Yeah, and it's in their nature. They, yeah. they have this kind of restless thing that never goes away. I mean, I still have that. I I think the hard part is for me, anyways, is you know the more successful I get, the more the more stuff there is to do. Yeah. The, the longer the line of people waiting in line to get you know this, you know the you know. The more things, the more people on the uh, the more people on the on, on the list, I have to keep happy, mm-hmm. and it's never ending. And and then you have all these details, like for example, I'm, go- I'm going to South by Southwest in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. or a week or two, and then uh, so I have all this, you know, we have a trade show booth, so I have all these details to arrange. And it's to me, it's just like this kind of tsunami of details that I have to deal with every day, or hundreds of emails I've got to answer every week, and it just and it's overwhelming. And and how do you how do you manage that? And I have no idea other than you, you just roll up your sleeves and you just say to yourself, well, I accepted this. I chose this. Mm-hmm. And it's not winding a cloud, you know. But it's – so you have the kind of day-to-day mundanity of what you do, which is like getting up early and working all day and then answering phone calls, paying your bills, you know, keeping your customers happy. But then – but and that's the kind of day – but then you still have to find the kind of uh, – Hire a part of yourself, and it's 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 really hard to do both. Yeah. The only the only the only the only advice I can uh, give anybody is just work your ass off and keep at it. You know. Yeah, you know, I um, I, I often tell my kids, you know, when they used to ask me what I do for a living, I tell them I delete email um, for a living. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, but, or what? Well, yeah, you know, I, I tell people, you know, cause I, I talk to young people all the time. Yeah. And they think I'm a cartoonist. I just kind of sit and sit in front of my drawing table, and be wonderful and creative and clever all day. Yeah. And I just don't have to work very hard. And I was like, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> you know. And 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 so. And, and what what I use is, is my metaphor is I call it a workbench, as in a carpenter's workbench, where you just like like an old. European craftsman. You just get up in the morning, you put on your overalls, and you go to the workbench, and you get on with it. You know, hammering in the nails. You know, refining your craft. You know, and and that kind of long-term patience, stamina, discipline. You know, just going to the just going to the uh, stone and just keep on polishing it. You know. You know, I think though the the one thing that's hard because you can't really see it until you do it is there seems to be sort of a multiplication factor. You know, you do that enough times and it's not one and one. You know, units now equal two. Um, you get that one spark as as I'm sure happens to you all the time. You get that yeah. one spark for 20 minutes in a day. You did grunt work for eight hours, but you got a 20 minute spark and that paid the bills for the month. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I did one cartoon. Yeah about five or six years ago, called the market for something to believe in is infinite, yeah. right? And that's why I said the market. And, and 
it took me five minutes to draw, but I mean, that cartoon still makes me a lot of money. Yeah. Just because yeah. people, it had a kind of one little gem of insight that kind of uh, informed a lot of what I do. And so I keep. Right. And, and plus, then there's all those stockbrokers that don't really get it, so they put it in their office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, I don't know. I don't know. It's. It's. It, it, it's. Uh, it isn't. It isn't like being. It isn't like being a, like a rock star. We get on stage and you yeah. jam. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It, it's. 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 You get up early in the morning and it's kind of boring and you keep at it. Yeah. Day in, day out, and you have to love what you do. You know, it's funny. There's a guy called a film director called Alex Linklater. He's made a lot of good movies, like uh, Days and Confused and Slacker and a mm-hmm. few others. And, and I remember somebody was interviewing him, and he said, "You know, people people want to say they want to be a director, but they don't want to spend three months a year, twelve hours a day in an editing studio. Right, right, right. <laughs> With right. what you have to do, you're going to be a director. You better like." You better like the negative parts. Yeah, that's you know, the, the boring, the boring, you know, grinding bits. You know, the, yeah. uh, you know, the the, uh, the 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 non glamorous parts of of doing something creative are are uh, there's a lot more of the non glamorous parts about being creative than the glamorous parts are very fleeting and very rare and very short lived. But the boring parts are there every day, and but. You, get, you, you know, over time, you just, you just kind of say, well, if I don't do it, it ain't going to get done. So there you are. Yeah, well, the, it is more more common, I believe, the 25-year overnight success. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it kind of, uh, I mean, you, you, you know, in, in, your, in your job, you know, lots of successful people, what do they do every day? They go to bed early, they wake up early, and they, they go and delete emails for a living. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah. And that's you know, and it, that's how the next Google's created. Exactly, uh, but it's, uh, it's uh, and, that, and that and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, that, that's why I, that, you know, like uh, it's funny. Well, I, a couple of years ago, I used to work with this English tailor, Thomas Madden. He, he's got a great little website called EnglishCut.com, which I helped him. I I, I kind of helped him uh, develop, and so he makes these handmade. You know, business suits, you know, they're $5,000 a piece. Very, very aimless clientele. And I just, it was kind of interesting watching him because, you know, he, he had slow days, he had fast days. You know, he had days where, you know, where people, you know, he got nothing but sales. And then he had other days where the phone wasn't ringing. But every day, he didn't really care about it. You know, even, even the glamorous, you know, when he got, like, mentioned New York Times and stuff. It was like a big deal to him. He still had to get up every day and go do his sewing and his cutting, you know. Yeah. And and that's kind of how I try to treat it, like a like a tailor. You know, you just get up in the morning and you go and sew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and then the, the ups and downs kind of take care of themselves, I suppose. So I want to end on, um, you know. A very cynical note, I think, is appropriate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> people use Yay. people use whining as a substitution for effective action. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a direct quote, uh, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I yeah because it's easier than actually doing something. Yeah. 
whining. I, I know five-year-olds who whine really good. <laughs> yeah, and and you, you, you whine, and mommy gives you a cookie, and 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 that that's your way of getting stuff. That's your way of getting your cookie. Uh, it doesn't translate into adult life very well, but you know you can still try to get away with it. I don't know how effectively. Well, it's, uh, it certainly doesn't lead to having fun on the road to world domination, now, does it? No, it's, no, it doesn't. I mean, uh, yeah, there's a cartoon there that whining is on exit strategy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, whining is not going to get you where you want. What's gonna, what's, it's funny, what's going to get you into what you want besides, you know, passion and belief and conviction and all that great stuff and a great idea is just the boring bits of just getting up every day and just polishing that stone. Yeah. You know? Well, well, we have exhausted the the uh, dr- the normal uh, average drive time uh, for for uh, for my listeners. So uh, sorry, I'm gonna, guys. I'm going to wrap guys. it up here. But uh, Evil Plans uh, is out and available uh, everywhere. And I think that you know, if, if for, you cannot read this book, particularly with the incredible illustrations, which I think do have the uh, ability to. You know, to bring that point home uh, in ways that you know mere words cannot, um, and and so you know if you're not inspired by this book, then you probably be- better stay working at the factory. Damn right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, thank you, John. It's been a pleasure. Great to talk to you, and we'll see you uh, in Austin uh, very soon. Okay. Great. All right. All right. Thanks, man. See you, Bye. Bye.